Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, welcome to episode three of the Confessions of Dangerous Nick Fans podcast. I'm your host, Nick's Losing End. Joining me is, uh, believe it or not, another Knicks fan. Uh, we haven't had a Knicks fan on the podcast since uh, week one when we had Andre on. Uh, it's a YouTuber, streamer, obviously Knicks fan, and man who consistently puts hot takes on Twitter that I actually believe, uh, JC130, uh, say what's up. Alright, so about 10 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago, well, whenever, the Knicks actually got a 20-point win over the Cavs. Uh, there are some other games I want to talk about before, after that, but I uh, figured I'll just talk about this now while it's fresh. We held Andre Drummond to a <laughs> to four points, which is a low for any Cavs player this year, or a low for him or something like that. I, know, I heard something on the broadcast. We played really yeah, well. Yeah, I heard that too. Those we've been playing lights out defensively. Not the last couple of games before that. But even then, like the game against the Kings, we only let up one oh three even though we lost. Jazz was only one oh eight. Blazers was like one sixteen. That's the highest scoring game we've had in the, we lost by in a while. Yeah, so that that was yeah, Julius Randle uh, did not put up like a great style line, but you know he's just doing Julius Randle thing. 16 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists in about 35 minutes. R.J. Barrett, 24 points. And uh, here's something that uh, I'm not really too weird, not too keen on. Apparently, I have some R.J. Barrett slander going on in my Discord server. <laughs> but like R.J. Barrett uh, had 24 points, 8 of 19 shooting, 2 of 5 from downtown. That's about like what, like 42, 43 percent shooting. 45, yeah. yeah, like the message before that, uh, before you came into the Discord, it was like, bro, RJ's shooting awful. He's only shooting like seven, seven, 17. Yeah, he has 22 points, but he's not efficient. But look, he's picking up his shooting a lot. He's averaging 42% from the field. His three-point shooting does need a little bit of work, but even that's improved a lot, even though his percentages are down. He's averaging seven. Oh yeah, like he was two for five in this game. He was three for three against Utah. Um, then he was two and two in uh, Sacramento, two for three at Golden State, and then some questionable ones before then, like one oh of five against fucking Charlotte. But like other than that, uh, not, not other than that though, he's been pretty consistent when in terms when it comes to shooting threes. It's just he shoots like a high volume of them. Just doesn't really make a lot of them. Emmanuel quickly continuing to do Emmanuel quickly things. 25 points in 25 minutes. Uh, five rebounds, three assists. He's still coming off the bench in favor of Alfred Payton, who played 23 minutes, had two points, three assists, and one rebound. Did he do anything defensively this game? Like, okay, he had one steal and no blocks. Okay, and he was one for six. All right, all right so that makes perfect sense. What? Why is he still starting? <laughs> like, I'm on the Alfred Payton. Like, I'm one of the few people who are Knicks fans that don't hate Alfred Payton. Like, he's actually a solid point guard, but I don't think he should be starting. In his last four games, he's, it's been 7, 8, 4, and 2, 3 of 12, 3 of 8, 2 of 7, 1 of 6, and he has not made a single three-pointer in that spin. But yet he keeps shooting them. <laughs> And even then, it might not make the most sense in the world. It's that they 
might be trading him at the deadline, but I don't know why he has a no trade clause. Wait, he has a no trade clause? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I don't understand. That makes n that that actually shocks me. That I I didn't know that. That's like my only theory why he keeps starting over Emmanuel quickly. I googled Alfred Payton to see his stats over the last few games, and uh, the number one question that people ask about Alfred Payton on Google is Alfred Payton good? Is the number one question. <laughs> I think everyone knows the answer to that. Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, he's the no he's the starting point guard, so why not? Nah, but, uh, let's see, who else did? I know, so I think some other people did some work in that game. Uh, actually, wow, uh, no one really did. Devin Knox only. Oh yeah, Austin Rivers wasn't uh, too bad. About 13 points, three rebounds, three assists. That's about the uh, the stat line I expect from him. Just like six for 11. It, mm, I mean that three point shooting is not great, but at the same time though, we, we did get the win. He's shooting really well, actually like 46 percent from the field, 43 from downtown. He's he, like he's a he's been a really good uh, scorer the last couple of years, and he, it's weird because he's. I like his role with the team right now. He's like uh, some type of. Mark Log off the bench, he can get you like 10 to 15 points a night. Even like he proved against the Jazz, he couldn't even go off and get you like 25 points a game. Oh, yeah. Like, and before that, hold on, I've seen 13, 21. Yeah, he didn't put up, he hasn't really done a lot actually in the month of January, but the last two games, like he's starting to uh, get back in his groove. <laughs> Let me go back. Uh, other than, yeah, other than that, like not really. Obi uh, had five, three, and one, thirteen minutes. People are like starting to give up on Obi Top, and I feel uh, pretty like Which prematurely. That I don't understand. I understand the Knicks passed on Tyrese Halliburton. I get it. He's been very good. But people also don't don't understand is that Obi was coming off a major injury that he missed about. Eight to nine games for, and he's not minutes restriction right now. He's playing like fifteen minutes a game, which I don't mind with, as long as he's getting some type of playing time. I won't complain. But I think once we get later on into the season, he's probably going to get more minutes. We never know too. Julius Randle could get traded at the deadline. He might be starting before the season's over. Never know. Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier, like, people, like, about uh, people calling out Obi Toppin. He's only played, like, some, like, 115 minutes this season. And he's only, like, how many, how many games has he played? Like, 10, 11, something like that? I think he's played about 10, but I'll double-check. Yeah, like, you can't really, uh, just, like, go off of one game. Or, like, uh, like, the, like 10 games of someone's career. The first 10 games. Like, yeah. Kevin Knox absolutely did nothing. I don't know why he's <laughs> like Alfred Payton. Like I know people say that. For, why is no one saying it for Kevin Knox? He had he played eight minutes today. He didn't shoot a single shot. He had one rebound. I get it. Like he he struggled, but I still see something in Kevin Knox that a lot of people aren't realizing. He's not gonna live up to that eighth over eighth or ninth overall pick potential that a lot of people realize but i still think he's gonna be a solid old player oh yeah i think so too i even think he could be like a 15 16 point game guy not but just not with new york i think in new york his cap could be if he stays a few more years i would say maybe 10 or 11 you know like you said something solid maybe shoot for 44 percent or something like that but like he's averaging the numbers he was averaging last year on a little higher percentage 
and now he's not even shooting the ball really. He hasn't made a shot in the last four games. That I, I did not even notice that. Wow. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't notice that either. The last shot he made was against uh, it was Sacramento. Yeah, it was against Sacramento. I mean, other than that, Alec Burks, he's coming off of an injury. I can't really uh, fault him that much. Mitchell Robinson's been a bit of a disappointment, like, this year. He's had flashes, Mitchell Robinson. So, like, I obviously still have hopes for him. But uh, this season, like, I I'm not, I didn't expect him to do, like, Andre Drummond stuff and average, like, 20 and 15 or something like that. I expected maybe a double-double with him starting. But uh, the last couple games, he's at, it's been 8, 6, and 7. And granted, he's been really good. Uh, he's been really efficient uh, in terms of field goal shooting and uh, defense and stuff. But this game, he only had six points and four rebounds in about twenty minutes. But I'm also didn't he have foul trouble in that game? In this game? Um, he played only twenty-two minutes, so I'm gonna assume he did. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's that's another one. Obviously not as bad because like I I'm actually a really big fan of Mitchell Robinson, but uh. It, it's just look. It's just weird with him. He's just like very inconsistent. I would actually argue that he did improve this year. His playing time is definitely up now. He's playing almost thirty minutes a game. I really don't view him as a one of the best centers in the league, obviously. But I still feel like he's slowly growing into the defensive presence that we need to handle in the paint. I honestly don't think we need him to drop like fifteen points a game. Think though, what he does need to improve on, and what I hope the Knicks let him do, is to develop some type of offense outside of the paint. Yeah, because I was looking at stuff during the uh, offseason of just him doing Kevin Durant stuff, where he was just like doing the dribbles and pull up from like, the logo. I, w- I was kind of thinking they were going to have him do that. I don't know why, because like, now I realize it was very irrational of me to just think that they're going to let him pull from half court. But... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Nerlens Noel. Uh, he's. Eh, I mean, Nerlens Noel. I kind of like. Like he. He's a backup. Like twenty-five minutes. Uh, he actually had more minutes than Mitch. Wow. Uh, six rebounds, four points, something like that. I've actually. I've seen a lot of people criticize Nerlens Noel. I think he's a good like energy guy. He plays really good defense. He had. He had a really good role last year in OKC, and he's pretty much living up to that now in uh in New York. The only thing yeah, I. Do- I don't- center behind Mitch is completely fine with me. Oh, yeah. He might be traded at the deadline, depending on what the Knicks could get for him, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks do keep him long-term since he's only 26 years old. Oh, yeah, and I would not be mad at that at all either way. Again, he's really good defensively. He's putting up those same uh, OKC defensive numbers, uh, steal at the block and a half and the seal. Like He's doing really well, so you know, I'm, as long as he keeps doing that, I'm not going to be mad at that, especially his backup. I believe this was the Knicks debut for Taj Gibson, uh, the uh, season debut, I should say. Uh, he played one whole minute. Let's see. Uh, Taj Gibson, man. Uh, that... I like the veteran presence that he brings. He's fine. I don't really have any problems with him. It's just the fact that we're in the middle of a rebuild right now, and we're not very good when it comes to shooting the ball, and we released Amari Stallman in the process, which... I actually thought you were gonna give him a chance to play. Yeah, I don't know like a whole. I didn't know a whole lot. I still don't really know a whole lot about like Mari Spellman. What type of player was he? Like a stretch big. Oh, all right. 
Yeah, I'm seeing uh, yeah, he shot 39% last year in Golden State in about 50 games from downtown. That was, I wouldn't have been at that. Yeah. Like, I, they got rid of him. They got rid of, uh, who's that other guy? Jacob Evans, that they got rid of. I think they probably should have given those guys a little bit more of a shot. I see why they didn't, because uh, again, like with Narles so well, they probably felt, oh, you know, there's not really a need for it. But like, why sign Taj Gibson and just get rid of him? The process. Uh, I don't understand that. And then there's Cavs. Cavs. Uh, Darius Garland actually went off. I, I actually didn't realize Darius Garland went off. Yeah, nine for seventeen, four for six. He's actually doing numbers. Did he do numbers last year? I don't know why I just thought the guy was ass. Yeah, he's shooting 41% from three, 43% from the field. Nine for 17 this game, four for six from downtown. Yeah, this is about, I think this is his best game of the year, something like that. This is his fifth game back from uh, that injury he had. So, uh, like, I mean, I guess I'm happy to see it, but, like, I, I don't know. Colin Sexton did, and eh. Jared Allen uh, doing some good stuff off the bench. <laughs> Obviously a better game than Drummond. I don't know what, I don't know what the rush is. To trade on to Drummond, I'm seeing a lot of people going like, "Oh, he's gonna accept the buyout." The Cavs are still in like playoff contention. I don't, I don't know why uh, Cavs fans are so eager to get rid of Drummond for Jared Allen. I, I don't understand where this whole rumor came from about Andre Drummond being bought out of his contract and going to the Nets. I think the Cavaliers can actually get some really good assets back in return for him. They could possibly get like a first round pick. They made some good young players. Oh yeah. I really think Drummond could get that type of return. Yeah, there's no way they're just gonna let him go for free. Oh, you just want a ring real quick? All right, peace out. Like, there's no way that's happening. Let's see, then there was a. The only thing that looks like that preventing him from getting to a contender maybe is his salary. I think he's making like twenty something million a year. Let me take a look at that salary. It says here he's making twenty-two million a year, but let me see if that's accurate. I'm not really seeing anything else on it. So, five-year, one hundred thirty million signed in twenty sixteen. I would say that's bad accurate. <laughs> God, that's a lot. Yeah, that's bad accurate. He made twenty-eight million dollars this season, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in uh in the off season. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about right. Then uh, the Blazers game, and uh, we lost by three in that one. We were down by 20 at the half. I'm proud of us for not giving up, but I'm also, I also thought it was kind of weird. Like, towards the end of the game, quickly had a season high, career high, whatever, a 31. Uh, Damian, Damian Lillard dropped 39. All right, that's, that's nice to know. But uh, he dropped, quickly dropped 31 off the bench. Near the end, and I noticed he did this a few games ago against Cleveland, uh, he was just going for layups at the end. Instead of just like going for threes or going for uh, looking for someone for threes, like, I don't know. I kind of thought that was weird, and I I think ever, like everyone else, whenever I talked about it with them, they were like, "Oh, that's weird. Why didn't they do that? Like rookie mistakes or something like that?" But like he keeps doing it. Like, do you have a like any reason why he would keep doing that? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, like I would just like I would either just if you have a hot hand, I would just chuck it, or I would uh, just pass it out to someone, literally anyone. I don't, that, that that doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, he got his points. Maybe that was just, like, the point they saw. Oh, they just thought realistically, all right, we have no shot left. Just get your points or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
Julius Randle, 25-75. Alec Burks, 18. This is the type of Alec Burks game I'd like to see. Like, he's showing flashes of it and stuff. And again, I'm not really expecting amazingness right off the uh, right off the bat, especially, again, after the injury. But, uh, like, that, that's something I'd like to see, that nice 16-17-point uh, nice game guy. And I don't know if we're really going to see that. Because, again, a lot of guys like Quickly, uh, like Julius, RJ, they're taking a lot of the offense. And uh, they're, again, still getting Kevin Knox and Rivers some looks. So I can definitely, uh, I don't know. I, I have hopes for him, though. I have hopes. Load up. And then the Utah Jazz game. We were up by nine going into get, ending the first. We were up by four. All right, so yeah, it was like a 12-point lead at the half. Austin Rivers had 25 in the first half and didn't score a single point after that. Quickly had one of his worst games of the year, one for 11. Uh, Nerlens Noel, eh, Obi Toppin, eh. Theo Pinson actually played. Kevin Knox, the typical eight minutes, nothing. Julius Randle, double-double. This is the type of game that, these are the type of games that we were losing all year last year, where we, ha where we had a big lead, a commanding lead, and then we just gave up out of nowhere. Like, and... Instead of being, instead of winning by 15, we lost by 15. It's just so defeating. <laughs> it, we're actually, we're actually not bad, and I'm not right at the second, anyways. Uh, we are still the 8th seed. We're 9 and 11 right now. We're actually right behind the Cavs, but it's, it's just weird that we just give up games like that. And like I know sometimes it's just like that shots don't go down or whatever, but we that's a game we really should have won. Right, the next game the Knicks are playing, uh, it's going to be on the 31st uh, against the Clippers at 1 p.m. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for that one. Derrick Rose, I was seeing a lot of this, and I kind of like this. The The Knicks and the Clippers are among the favorites to get Derrick Rose from Detroit. How would you feel about getting Derrick Rose back on the team with Thibodeau and all those guys? I like Derrick Rose the first time I was here. And getting him again wouldn't be the worst thing because we're not one of the best offensive teams in the league. Like, we struggle sometimes to find offense. If we can find a way to acquire Derrick Rose without giving away, like, any major assets, like, we're talking RJ, OB, Quickly, yeah. Mitch, any one of those guys, or any of our draft picks, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think it's likely. I think he could go to the Clippers, um, Okay, you know, that needs a point, but I really can't think of anyone off the top of head, but I wouldn't be mad if we also didn't get him. Like, I could see us giving up maybe, like, Dennis Smith, because, again, like, people... The thing with Dennis Smith, I don't think there's any shot of Dennis Smith doing anything else in New York after the bullying that we put him through last year. I don't think there's any shot of him doing anything in New York. I think... too harsh on Dennis Smith. Oh, yeah. Way too harsh on I think he still has a lot of potential, but he's not going to reach it in New York. I think if he goes to a uh, smaller market team like the Pistons, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think because, like, last year, like, the year that we traded him for Porzingis, he was actually pretty solid. I remember there was actually one game he had a triple-double or something like that. He averaged 15, uh, 3, and 5 in the first uh, 21 games he played for us. In the 34 games he played for us last year, I don't know if that was just because of injury or because just New York didn't want to play him. 
in 16 minutes, 5 points, 34% shooting, 30% from downtown, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, and steal. That, that should, I should, that's shocking to me. And he's only 23 too, so it's not like he's going to completely fall off or he's washed up or anything. He will find his groove, it just can't be here. I don't think it, I don't think there's any shot of that happening here. So I would say maybe a Dennis Smith. I can see him giving up Kevin Knox. Maybe we can get a like a guy that maybe they're not playing. I don't know who's really on that Pistons roster, but uh, maybe someone. Uh, uh, they have one guy. I can't remember him off the top of my head. I'm actually gonna take a look right now. Say Dumbia. I don't think we're going to get because, like, again, another thing I'm seeing about that guy is that he's either going to be really good or he's just going to completely fall off. And in the game... He's a, like, huge project prospect. He's going to take, like, a couple of years to develop. Yeah, I don't think they'd give him up. I'm thinking maybe either... Uh, I'm thinking Sfai. Sfai is... Uh, that, that guy... wouldn't be bad, actually. Yeah, that, that's someone I was actually thinking that we can get maybe... Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith for Derrick Rose and him. If we can figure out a way, maybe throw in a pick or something. Like, I don't know what our pick situation is looking like, but I can see us. Four picks in this upcoming draft, I believe. One of them is a Pistons pick, ironically. I can maybe even see him giving a giving Pistons pick back to him, but I don't know if that's really smart because the Pistons, I feel like, are going to be at like the near bottom of the conference. They're already 14. Yeah, I would... Uh, second round pick which is 30 for overall right now and we have the Hornets second round pick which is 39th overall yeah so we have a we have a decent amount of picks wow and like I mean Dallas is obviously gonna get out that once uh Luka and KP become a little more consistent because again KP's coming off his injury and stuff so that's not gonna be a lottery pick for long in my opinion but Detroit I think is I think it's almost guaranteed that it's gonna be a top 10 pick I can, like, I can, the Knicks are either going to get a very late first round or a very late, like, lottery pick, or we're just going to get, like, 16th or 17th or something like that. I think we're probably going to, if I had to predict right now, I think we'll probably get, like, the 10th or 11th pick, the way we're playing right now. Yeah, I could, I could see that, because, again, around, like, the trade deadline, I can see they're just going to just try to tank it. This would be bad. Guys, and then look the next year. Oh yeah. All right. Um. But again, also could be rumors about like the Derrick Rose thing because uh, they were doing a lot of stuff last year too about uh L.A. Like they were gonna get Derrick Rose and then like that never happened. Be- Wait, didn't they offer? I f- actually remember that now. Didn't they offer like Alex Caruso for Derrick Rose? How depleted do you have to be? The Lakers, I think, are just sort of out of the contention for that. I I do think Derrick Rose would be a great fit on the Clippers. I think for them, they'd maybe have to give a blue will or something. But honestly, I'd still do that. My only problem, though, and you just mentioned it, is uh, 
if they keep Will and they put their Rose on the bench, that's going to be god-awful defensively. If they um, they find a way to get zeros, I think they have to include Lou Will in trade. Yeah. Which is my honest opinion. Yeah, and Lou Will is a... I don't even think Lou Will's playing, like, the same minutes he was playing uh, the last couple years. Which is weird, considering I figured he'd have more... Yeah, he's only playing uh, 19 minutes this year, 9 points, 39% shooting. He's not even bringing, like, offense to the table or anything. But he's also playing 10 less minutes. I think he's taking less shots. I don't... Age is also a factor, too. He's 34, yeah. I believe. Oh, yeah, he's 34, yeah. But, yeah, I could definitely, uh, like, see something like that. I don't know if the Pistons would go for that for Lou Will. Maybe they honestly might, because then uh, maybe Lou Will can be a second or third scoring option. I don't know if they'd want that for a 34-year-old six-man, but uh, honestly, I don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world for him. Like even if he came off the bench or something, and uh, they oh fuck, they don't have Killian Hayes. <laughs> I was about to be like, why not just let Killian Hayes play? But uh, I mean, that's, I think that's pretty much it for like, the Knicks portion of it, and we wrapped up in 25 minutes. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me take a look. Let me just take a look at like, the rest of the NBA real quick. Uh, Jazz are blowing out. That's actually what I'm going to look at, too. I want to see if we can find any uh, trades to talk about. Uh, real quick, the Nets. Oh, my God. They beat the Thunder by, 25, by 22 points today. Wow. James Harden got a triple-double. Kyrie with 25. They didn't even have KD today. That, that's crazy. That's insane. Bruce Brown at 19. Wow. Harden 25, Kyrie 25, Joe Harris 20. Let's see what else happened. Pelicans beat. They just don't have defense. Nah. They don't have defense and they don't have depth. Like, that's the main thing. They got rid of a lot of their depths just to get Harden. And then there's Dinwiddie who's just hurt. That team, it, it looks fun with the three players. It technically makes it a super team, but when you have no, when you have no bench or you don't have, you don't have like a quality, like I, I don't know. I, I just think that I just think that's interesting with uh, what they're doing there. Bucks are eleven and seven. I didn't realize that. What did they? Wait, don't they have Drew Holiday now? I know. From the first, first <laughs> I know. Even the even like the Wizards, who are three and twelve, they're only about three and a half games out right now. Yeah. It's look- East right now. Wow. Besides the Sixers, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jazz are the number one seed early on in the West. They've won ten in a row. I actually I don't know why I didn't realize that. They're ten in a, they've won ten in a row. The last time. Yeah, I I mean I don't really think you were like wrong to be wrong about them, because last year I mean it, it's always a chemistry thing. Last year we all thought oh they're gonna they're a finals contender now because they got Mike Conley, but like now they're uh, they're finding the chemistry. They're they're working it out. They have a fully healthy team right at the second with a Bogdanovich, Conley, uh, Donovan Mitchell. They're I think they're the number one three point shooting team right now in the league, if I'm correct. And as of this recording too for your podcast, 
the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz are playing their game. It's almost the one quarter. The Mavericks have scored 11 points in one quarter. <laughs> 11 points. I'm looking at that. Joe Ingles is leading the team. <laughs> 10 points in 8 minutes. Porzingis has no points in 8 minutes. Luka looks like the only player that knows how to score the basketball. And, yeah. And now it's 31. <laughs> they're, dead. they're down by 20 in the first quarter. That's, uh, wow. <laughs> like, I- I'm not trying to hate on this team, but, like, I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> I don't know. just be that uh, it's just early in the season. They'll eventually develop team chemistry and it'll be fine. But it feels like they have no offense outside of Three players I'm looking at right now. Porzingis, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, like, and I would even expect someone like Josh Richardson to step it up on offense, but, like, I, I actually haven't really been paying attention. I mean, it's not bad. He's averaging 13 right now. Wait, wasn't, I just realized something. Wasn't Josh Richardson a point guard when he entered the league, like, with the Miami? I think he was a point guard. Yeah, now he's a small forward. <laughs> It's amazing. I take a look, but I'm pretty sure he was a point guard in college, and then when he drafted him, he was uh, they moved him to the two and the three. How things change, wow. Well, let me see what other games that uh, happened today. 23 points, by the way, at the Mavericks are down by. I guess I guess the Jazz hit a three point. Spurs are up by seven right now against uh, Denver with five minutes left. Clippers I are. I saw some Mavericks fans talking about how they want to trade Chris Tabs after like three or four games. <laughs> not a good fit next to Luka. After yeah, that that's some that's something to expect. I actually follow some Dallas fans. They're just retarded. Like it, it's insane. After three or four games. They're just they're just ready to give up on Porzingis, just like how we were. We were ready to give up on him, or they were, or he was ready to give up on us. I should say, like twenty six points, they got another three pointer. It's just going up. This isn't this is actually embarrassing for him. Spurs are up by eleven. Looks like they're closing out that game a little bit. Clippers beat the Magic by twenty six. Clipper the Magic just fell off without Fultz, and I don't think they have Jonathan. Yeah, they don't have Jonathan Isaac either. Terrence Ross is the only one that actually knows how to score. And he was the only guy, like, he was one of two people to score in double digits. He was their leading scorer. Vucevic had 10. He was the second leading. How? And, like, he's going off Terrence Ross. I'm actually a fan of Terrence Ross, but I don't know how it got to that point. He's done what I like to think to try to get I'd like to see that, too. I don't know who we'd really give up for him. I think the closest I can see is giving up is Alec Burks. But, like, I don't I don't know if we'd be able to pull that off. I guess we'll have to depend on how he's doing. Sixers beat the Timberwolves by 24. Timberwolves always seem like that team to me where uh, they just have so much talent. Like, they have D'Angelo Russell. They have Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards played power forward today. I'm sorry. Yeah, he played shooting guard, but he played forward today. That makes sense. <laughs> what the fuck? They have. It's not like they're terrible talent wise. They have some pretty solid players. They have Devo, they have Malik Beasley, they have Anthony Edwards. Um, 
Their bench is a little weak outside of like Ricky Rubio. Yeah. They have Josh Jacoby, who's also pretty decent. Ed Davis, he shouldn't be starting, but with the Cat not playing, uh, he's their only big man. Former Nick, let's go. That that they've been disappointing though for years. Even with the even when they got Jimmy Butler and they were good for a year, they've been disappointing. There's one problem I see with the team already. There's literally nobody outside of like two players that can play defense. Yeah. They're horrible defensively. Malik Beasley's not a bad defensive player, and Josh Okogie is not bad. Everyone else is not good whatsoever defensively. How's Anthony Edwards doing? I want to see how uh, how he's been doing. Do you always shooting 35%? Oh, alright. Nice. Number one overall pick. I kind of expected him to not have the greatest efficiency because he wasn't really that great when it comes to shooting ball in college. I feel like he's going to be fine, but yeah. his rookie year, uh, he hasn't lived up to being the number one pick, but yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he was the perfect pick for Minnesota. They desperately needed like a, a shooting guard or a small forward, and Anthony Edwards did fit the bill. I even said Anthony Edwards should go number one so many times. And I saw some geniuses right before the, the NBA draft saying, Oh, we should take Cabello. We should take Cabello. <laughs> so you want two ball dominant guards that are horrible defensively when you already have a center who's not really the greatest defensively. Like, do you just want your whole team to not be able to play defense? Because at least Anthony Edwards has the potential <laughs> to develop into a solid defensive player. Okay. <laughs> and like, oh, speaking of Lamelo, uh, they beat the Pacers today by uh, by three. Let me see how let me see how they did. Yeah, Lamelo sixteen seven six. I think Lamelo automatically is better than Lonzo in my personal opinion. Like, I'm a fan of Lonzo, but it's it's just weird. But even like that's not really saying much either because Lamelo is not that efficient. He he has some good highlights. He puts up good stats, but oh, but like he first of all, he hasn't made a three in God knows how long. Let me take a look. Yeah, he hasn't made a three in the last like four games. His last three games, I can see he's over twelve. Yeah, for... yeah. <laughs> I think the slight edge to Lonzo though defensively is pretty much the main reason why I give it to him. Yeah, I can I, I can see that. Yeah. What happened, what happened with Indiana? Like I know they're they're definitely they're inherently going to be worse if they don't have Oladipo or Karis Levert now. But and TJ Warren's out for the year thing, so they're oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. With a lot of injuries right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with everyone healthy, with Levert, with uh, TJ Warren, this team is actually dangerous. This team's a, a big threat in the East. Because they already have Sabonis who's doing his thing. Obviously, Sabonis' numbers would be would be low, but he's averaging a little worse than Julius Randle, like 20 and a half. He's, he's averaging 12 boards, though, about six assists. He's going wild. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I know for a point, was uh, like number one or number two in the MVP voting. I don't know why. So, you know, future MVP in making. Miles Turner just putting in stupid defensive efforts. He, he's averaging a steal. He's averaging about a steal and a half and leading the league in four blocks a game. Like He, again, with that team healthy, they are an issue. And they have other guys to, uh, let me look at their bench. Nina McConnell, oh my god. Uh, Doug McDermott, though, I've actually been a fan of Doug McDermott since uh, he signed with us a few years ago. Like He's just a really good like high-volume shooter, in my opinion, coming off the bench. 
Jeremy Lamb has been doing well since uh, he the uh, since coming off of his injury. He's averaging about 13, 47% shooting, 38.5% downtown. Yeah, that that team's, that team's actually looking really good when they're all healthy. Kings Law. Yeah. Kings beat the Raptors by two. I'm wondering if that was like a buzzer beater or something. Van Vliet had 26. Saw that. I have him in my fantasy, so I was happy about that. Spicy P had 32. Uh, Aaron Baines, <laughs> to 6 and 10. So, you know, you know who's carrying that team. Uh, Kyle Lowry putting up solid numbers. Utah Watanabe. I was talking to a Raptors fan who was really high on Utah Watanabe. He's like a, apparently, yeah, he's pretty much only good for three-point tuning. Uh, 37% on the year, 28% from the field. In this game, he had 12 points, 4 of 5, 2 of 3. Like, like I don't know. There's some potential on this team. Just not really. I, I don't know if I can really fully see it, though, yet. I can see Chris Boucher. I think he's averaging, like, 15 on the year. I saw some. I see people are high on Stanley Johnson. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. <laughs> hey, it's Stanley Johnson, everyone. I, I've hated Stanley Johnson since the moment he came into the league. Just something about it. And, like, everyone's like, oh, Stanley Johnson's so good now. Here's how good he is. Three points. Three rebounds in 16 minutes. Like, Stanley Johnson, when he got drafted by the Pacers, was, uh... Pistons. one of those players that he's very good defensively. It's just, how well is his offense going to translate to the NBA? Is this guy going to develop a jump shot? He could be the next Kawhi Leonard if he develops <laughs> a jump shot. And that hasn't happened so far. And no. And Raptors signed him just to be a depth piece. And... I mean, he's not bad defensively. He's lived up to that. It's just his offense hasn't shown up. If I remember correctly, I think they got rid of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who's actually like a really solid player, just to get uh, <laughs> just to get uh, Stanley Johnson. I think he's a free agent right now. I don't think anyone has him. I don't know. Surprise! He's a pretty good defensive player. Yeah, I don't know and why. Stanley Johnson for uh, Roddy Hollis-Jefferson. Wow. Matt Thomas, I've seen a lot about, too. Uh, wait, I saw some people were actually just out for uh, the Raptors. Let's take a look. All right, so they didn't have OG on the Nobi. Has Norman Powell not been playing? Oh, no, wait. He played in the last game. I guess he just didn't play in this one. Uh, yeah, uh, OG on Nobi didn't play. Matt Thomas is someone I've been taking a look at. He's shooting... <laughs> Like, he hasn't played much. I know he had a hot start to the year to begin with, but, like, he's shooting 57% from three this year. On the, uh, on the Raptors. Like, I, I don't, I can get, I get, like, serious Steve Novak vibes from this guy. A lot shorter, but, uh, still, though, he, like, I could see him being, like, a, th like, three points a game, just, like, crazy three-point shooting, stuff like that. Anything else? Uh, Hawks will out the Wizards, of course. Nice, nice. Uh, Trey Young with 41. I guess Trey Young has a swagger back. Beal and Westbrook both had 26. David Perton's carrying off the bench with one point. Uh, Alex Len. Oh, they have Alex Len now. Nice. Uh, nine and nine. Uh, Hachimura. Uh, whatever. John Collins doing something. John Collins, I think, is hella underrated. Like he does not get enough attention from uh, sports I don't know media. Why they I thought he should have deserved it, but... I think he does, too. I think... I think... 
like I think he has the potential to be a top 10 power forward, but I think right now he's definitely in the top half in the league in terms of starting power forwards anyway. Clint Capella doing like I saw Clint Capella had like a crazy in like 25 and 25 uh not too long back. Yeah, no, 27 and 26. Exactly. Like he, he's definitely a. I, I could see him being definitely like a Tyson Chandler type in terms of, like you said, like not getting a lot of offense, but getting a lot of boards and playing some good defense. Yeah. Glad to see Trey Young's getting his groove back too, because again he dropped forty one. He dropped twenty seven for twenty two against the Nets uh, the night before. Thirty eight. Uh, forty three, thirty eight. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he's definitely getting his groove back. I remember about like a, two weeks ago or something like that, he was shooting 28% from the field on, or from a three on the season. Now he's shooting 35. Like he, he's, he's picking it up a lot. I'm kind of glad to see that. And then there, was there another game? No, those were all the games from uh, today. And uh, in case anyone was wondering, 26-point lead over in Utah, 42-16. Let's see who's leading for them. Uh... Still Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson doing some stuff. Jawan Morgan, if you guys don't know who he is, uh, what are you doing? You fucking casuals. Um, Jokic, 35-10-4 in the game against uh, San Antonio. They're about to lose by double digits. And then Jamal Murray was second. Gary Harris was the third leading scorer on the team with 11. Wow. I mean, it's I mean, that's pretty much it on like a like a basketball front. Like, there's not really much else that's uh, going on. Unless, like, you found... Did you find uh, any, like, more potential trades or anything? Um, the only trade that I could see happen this year is literally because the Wizards are absolutely terrible. Bradley Beal is probably going to be traded at the deadline. If not the deadline, he's has to be traded by the offseason. Arguably their best player in the past 20 years, no disrespect to John Wall. No. I'm really high on Bradley Beal. Not the greatest defensive player, but he could easily drop 30, 35 points a night. And the fact that the Wizards right now are at 3-12, they have no defense, their bench is pretty bad, and the guy that they just spent $20 million on, David Bertans, is probably their only reliable three-point shooter off their bench. Danny Adia is decent, but... Um, he's not enough to help this team win. Just looking at this team right now, they're not held to win. Speaking of uh, their $20 million a year shooter, uh, Davis Bertans, tonight's game, I think I said it earlier, but uh, in 25 minutes, had one point, 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 6 from downtown, with three rebounds and a steal. That team is just a whole fucking... Yes, but Bertans is... One of the best three points oh, yeah. in today's game. I 100% agree with you with that. I remember watching him last year. Whenever I used to put on a Wizards game, he would always drain three. It was similar to uh, what happened with Damian Dotson a few years ago on the Knicks, where, uh, he, like, whenever you turn it on the screen, like, he would just, or whenever you turn on your TV, however you want to say it, uh, he was just always draining shots. 
but then like, whenever you don't watch, he just breaks it. So then like you're just like, oh wow, Damian Dotson's an elite shooter, and then you see he's shooting like 35 percent, like something insane like that. Bradley Beal, I didn't realize this until uh, yesterday when I looked it up. Uh, he's averaging 35 points a game on that Wizards team in 36 minutes. And, and yet the Wizards. I say they have to trade them. Honestly, I, I just really don't know where they would go. They're the worst team in the NBA, and they really shouldn't be, with the roster that they have, like with all the young guys they have, uh, the shooters. Even Westbrook, I know Westbrook is. A, there's always a debate about how good or bad Westbrook is, and I think Westbrook is a good player. I just don't think he is a good fit for this team. I thought it, they should have. They've lost the last five games the Wizards have by at least 16 points their last five games. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Sorry, last four. Uh, I just saw they won a game against Phoenix by 20. Yeah, the centers right now, Robin Lopez, Joe <laughs> Wagner, Alex Lynn, Jordan Bell, Damon Run, Rui Hachimura at center. Their pigs are just not very good. Robin Lopez is fine. He's not a starter in today's NBA game. I think no. he's like 32 now. Yeah. Mo Wagner is just young. He's going to be a decent role player once he reaches his full potential, but not very good defensively. Alex Lynn, I think he got released by the Toronto Raptors. He's not very good. Jordan Bell, he's like a six foot nine center. That's okay. And yeah, this team has no bigs. No. Yeah, like you said, defensively and in that, in terms of depth, this team has no shot. I don't think they're making the playoffs. They oh no. Don't have enough defense to. All, all, all offensively, they're fine. I can see that Bradley Beal easily dropping thirty to thirty-five a night. Yeah. Westbrook can get you twenty, twenty-five a night. Ruby Hachimura is fine. Davis Bertans is. About 10 to 15 a night, then you'll be a solid. It's just defensively, they're going to give up about 100 points guaranteed every single game. Yeah, I, I agree with it 100%. I don't think there's a single, I don't think there's any shot. There's not a snowball chance in hell of this team making the playoffs. Like, and that's not even me being like, oh, well, the Knicks are going to get it. No, like, they're, even if the fucking Hornets were the AT, there's no way the Wizards are ever going to reach that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't think there's any shot. But the thing is, also, where would be a good fit for Bradley Beal if he was to get traded at the deadline or sooner? I hate to say this. I really do hate to say <laughs> this. Miami. You're not. <laughs> the first team I see that makes a lot of sense. Jimmy Butler has missed so much time. Uh, they have Duncan Robinson, who's playing their uh, shooting guard right now. I think he's better coming off the bench as a six-man. Yeah. And they would go out and acquire Bradley Beal in a trade. It would probably cost them most of their young talent and their draft picks. 
but I feel like he makes so much sense for the team right now. He really, like, he actually does now that you say it like that. And the Heat need something because, like you said, Jimmy Baller's been out for a while. And, uh, like, I think Tyler Harrow's out too. But like, even if he, even if they got healthy, I don't think Miami would do it because for some reason they have some sort of hard on for Tyler Hero. It's so weird. Like, they. The, I don't know what. I'm not hating on Tyler Hero. I think he's going to be a good player in the league. He could even oh, yeah. be an all star for a couple years. Oh, yeah. But the fact that I see so many Miami Heat fans saying. <laughs> like the Harden trade really exposed me to how Miami fans really think. Where like even Miami themselves like oh they're gonna get rid of the culture, bro. And I had legs on here uh, last episode. Who's a Heat fan? And like they were just like oh like he like, he even thought that was that was weird that like they wouldn't trade they wouldn't trade Harold for Harden because of the culture or something like that. Like fuck the culture. Get some wins. James Harden, and you have to give up Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, probably Kelly Olynyk to make the money work, and probably another big contract to make the money work. You go get James Harden. James oh yeah. Harden you a legitimate championship contender, not a fluke team that made the final last year. They earned my respect last year for making the finals, but they're probably not making the finals this year with the team they have right now. Even though it's pretty similar to last year. Right now, they may not even make the playoffs, and that might be a stretch because again, I know they're hurt and they're gonna get healthy throughout the year. But the but the way they're looking right now, I don't even know if they're really gonna make the playoffs. It, it's so weird because Bam's still playing out of his mind. That's someone who's forgotten about, at least in my opinion, a bunch. Bam out of bio, who's having a monster year: twenty points, nine rebounds, uh, six assists. He's actually shooting forty percent from three. I didn't realize he was actually shooting threes. Oh, he just started shooting threes. All right, that makes sense. But Still, there's Goran Dragic, like you said, Duncan Robinson, who's a better guy coming off the bench. They're starting Mo Harkless, but Mo Harkless is only playing 10 minutes. I don't get that. There's Kendrick Nunn. There's Iguodala. Like, there's there's a Precious. I don't really know much about him, so I'm not even going to pretend I know. He's alright, but, like, you know, he's not a game changer. Oh, no. Yeah. But there is talent on this team. And, and they are going to get healthy, but even if they do get healthy with how stacked the East is this year, especially with Harden and Durant and Kyrie in Brooklyn and uh, how Sixers are even playing, I think they're, I don't really think there's a shot that, first of all, that they're going to make it to the finals. But I don't even, I don't really know if there's even a shot of them making the playoffs. Again, with how deep everything is, as we saw earlier, the entire... They're better than their record right now. They're easily better than the 6-12 record. Once again, everybody else, I think their ceiling is probably like... All right. So out of out of everyone in the eight and one through eight right now in the East, who do you think would uh, be taken out right now for uh, Miami? You said one through eight. Yeah, out of like uh, the top eight right now in the East, uh, you said Miami maybe would be a four or five for a ceiling. Who do you think would get knocked out of the playoffs for uh, for Miami to take that spot? 
I would see that too. Uh, I would 100% say that. Do you think Toronto has any shot of uh, making the playoffs this year, or do you think that? It's amazing how how great they were at center up until last up until this year, where they now they have Aaron Baines and uh, Chris Boucher and like whoever else they have playing center. Like for how I, I think it was like four or five six years, they had Jonas Valanciunas playing, and then they traded him for Marcus Saul, and then Ibaka started to play a bit more, and Ibaka was actually playing lights out. And then everyone just left this year or or feigned retirement and just went to go play in L.A. instead. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Because like, that's, again, that's you're 100% right. The Raptors need a center. That's really the only position that they desperately need. Everyone else, it, it, they're perfectly fine as long as they're healthy. I mean, I... Where are we at right now? We're at like 52. I don't really... I, I'm starting to struggle a little bit with finding new topics. Uh, update. Uh, Jazz are up by 20 against the uh, Mavericks. So, uh, 632 left in the second. Everyone else... Everyone's just doing their thing. Uh, KP's finally on the board. He had three points. Let's go. Trey Burke, six points. Uh, I wish we never got rid of Trey Burke. I actually miss him a lot. It just like he's just Speaking of point guard, I actually wanted to get your honest thoughts on this. Um, huh? do you think Frank stays on the team past the season? Past the season? I don't I don't know. I think he'd have to come back and uh do some serious damage for him to actually stay on the team. If he doesn't if we don't make the playoffs this year and he doesn't come back and he's not serviceable, I'm gonna say no. past this year, I'm gonna say no. And I like Frank, and like I've been a huge advocate of Frank for the last uh, four or five years, but I really don't see any other way of like him being here. If like that, if this is his ceiling on the team, I say there's no shot he stays. I unfortunately have to agree um, with the emergence of Emmanuel quickly. Oh yeah. Frank has in Frank, Frank when he first came to the league, we all knew he's a project player. I think if he does lead the Knicks after this year, some team is going to 100% sign him. He's so much better talent-wise than a lot of people think. He yeah. has the potential to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. I can confidently say that, too. Yeah. Offensively, he looks a little lost sometimes. Like, one game, I think it was against the Bucks. he made, like, four straight threes. That's the type of offense I expect from him. He's going to be at his ceiling a 10 to 12 points per game guy that can get you an elite perimeter defense. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's a solid playmaker. He's going to be a starting point guard if given a chance. Yeah, one person I always call him this as, and like people can take this as a stretch or whatever, but I always call him like a, a baby Tony Parker almost because of his playmaking. Like He's almost like a Tony Parker with hops because 
like last year and even a little bit this year, he's been getting to the rim. Like he's been he's been slamming it on people. It's been fun to watch. I mean, yeah, too, because uh, Pat Bev has that ferociousness on defense and, uh, like, all that. He's at, I'm, I'm actually just looking at this now. Frank's only played four games in about ten minutes. He's, before this year, he never shot 40% in the league in any category, but now he's shooting 43% from the field and uh, 56 from downtown. But, again, he also hasn't played since, uh, I'm pretty sure, that Bucks game. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. I think Frank's in a similar role. I'm a Bears fan in the NFL, so I think Frank's in a similar role as a Mitchell Trubisky would be in, where it's either you do something now or you do something never. And uh, I I hope Frank has that shot to uh, do something now, or when, or by now I mean whenever he comes back. I think he's healthy too, actually. I think I remember reading like some sort of uh, injury report. I think the only player that we have that's injured right now is Reggie Bullock. Oh yeah, that's right. I actually, like, I actually forgot we had Reggie Bullock, and he's he's a starter too. Like, I actually really like him too. Like, he's. I I wish we had Wayne Ellington over him. Like, I thought I thought that. I was like, wait, why? Why do we still have him but not Wayne? But because Wayne is, I don't. Did you know what Wayne's going off right now in Detroit? What? I'm looking at his stats. I know. Wow. <laughs> Bro, like, I look at that and I thought, oh, you know, Reggie Bullock, he's, he's, he's solid. I'd rather have Wayne. Bro. I, I've thought that since last year. The, the fact that we still have Reggie and not Wayne kind of baffles me. I'm, he would not be going off for 20 points a game in New York, 100%. I, I'm aware of that. But it, it'd still be nice to have. He's he's a great like stop and pop guy. Like he's he's like JJ Redick almost with that. Where like Reggie almost just, he just relies on like just stand just standing still waiting for a shot. Like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I actually forgot he existed though. So uh, <laughs> I guess good looks for reminding me. Yeah, I'm not really saying anything about. He didn't play for a second game in a row. Okay, so yeah, he's uh, he's healthy. He's just not playing. Uh, Frank, that is. I mean, I think that I think that's pretty much it. I mean, again, we cover everything that's going on like right at the second in the NBA. We cover the Knicks, uh, trades and stuff. I think that I think that honestly might be it. And we're yeah, we're about like fifty nine minutes in something like that. All right, I think this is where I'm gonna close it out. Uh, I appreciate it. if you are still listening to this point. I do appreciate you all for uh, staying through. Uh, if you're if you're new to the channel, you want to hear more episodes of this. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave a like if you do enjoy. Obviously, check out JC. I'll leave his links in the first three lines of the description. His Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, JC, is there anything you'd like to say before I close out? Like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see you guys next time.
like up the video and hit the subscribe button for Johnny. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yo, I'll send you a picture actually of the uh, of the of the art for the episode. <laughs> I I kind of like it. But uh, yeah, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, any of the other ones, Anchor, uh, I think it's Apple Podcasts too. I'm not 100 sure though. Uh, I appreciate you for listening. Tune in for next week. Uh, we're going to have Benj on the episode. If you know who Benj is, uh, it should be interesting. Uh, thank you all for so much listening, and I will see you next week. Uh, or later, whenever I upload next on the YouTube channel. Uh, peace out.